0: One, two,
1: three. Welcome to Three Song Stories, the show that tells our guest's biography through the songs from their past. Thanks for listening. I'm Jared, the intern Gonzalez. And this week, we don't have a special guest because it's our five-year review. Today, we are going back in time to years four and five to share with you our favorite moments from the show. We're also doing year four because of reasons. And for those listeners who are keeping track, that's when I first appeared. Richard, Mike, and Tara are going to be talking about each of their three highlighted song stories from past guests. So really, today, it's a nine song stories. So sit back, relax, and put on those nostalgia goggles and on to the show.
2: Hey guys, we're still here? After five years. Right where we started. Right where we started. Hello. (laughs) Hello. All right. uh, I'm in the studio with Mike and Tara, and Jared's back there behind the glass. Hello. And we're just taking a second to do um, kind of a review of uh, the last few years. So I wanted to know first of all, Mike, we'll start with you. What were some standout moments from the host chair from from the last two years of the show? Oh, wait. I guess I should start with this. We didn't do a four year (laughs) review of this. (laughs) Yeah. This is a two
3: year review because we didn't have time, I guess. Two thirds of Three Song Stories.
2: Um, (laughs) Yeah.
3: You don't uh, remember what happened? Happened? No, we no. were we
4: were in the midst of needing to. Mike was gone for a little bit. Oh, I your was also knee gone. Surgery. Mike had knee surgery. That I had That was probably car accident.
3: why we didn't it, do was the your knee, knee f- review. Yeah. yeah See, now that we think about it, we know what we know.
4: Okay. I was out for a few months because unfortunately yeah. I was in a car accident. Yeah. It was a pretty bad one. I got a new um, knee. Mike got a new knee. I got a I got a
2: cat. Yeah. Richard read. got a cat. Nothing nothing crazy. For I
4: me. relearned how to read.
2: Yeah. Nothing nuts for me. So so standout moments. Standout moments from the host chair. Uh, Offer you in the last uh, two years.
3: You know, the one that leaps to mind is going to be one of my songs that we'll talk about today. Is Doug Berman? You know, when we uh, pivoted, or I guess added the radio version of the show to what we do, um, we were going to be replacing Car Talk, which had been on WGCU for thirty years, and so I knew that we were going to be disrupting that flow. So we reached out to Doug Berman, the guy that kind of made Car Talk, and Mm. is still making. Wait, wait, don't tell me he's their benevolent (laughs) overlord. Um, We got him to be our first radio episode. And he was went into a studio out in you know California, and just sitting there talking to him, knowing the history that he's had with this industry, and he's doing our show because we're going on the radio mm. that was just a very cool thing.
2: Yeah, I was really gracious of him at the end to you know talk us up and to let us know like he gave us some feedback about what he liked about the show at the end. that was yeah. really nice.
4: Tara. Standout moments are difficult for me, unfortunately, sometimes to remember ever mm. since my accident, yeah, but yeah. reviewing for this, it, it's been a bit helpful. Um, I think the standout for me is all the different kinds of voices and people mm. that we've had over the past few years. Um, we've always had that element of local Southwest Florida, but when we ask people now at the end to recommend, three guests, I feel like that's opened us up to a whole different aspect of other people, people mm. that live in different states, yeah. uh, people that live in other countries mm-hmm. even. Um, so I think that's probably honestly the up to me is the different of the variety in guests and yeah. then also so many NPR personalities that we we were able to get in touch with too uh, especially kind of more recently um, so I think yeah it's, the, it's a variety of the people that we've had the voices and, and really where they come from too
2: yeah our little guest Amway thing is really starting to land some dividends right now we're getting really good suggestions from really good suggestions and I think that that's just going to spiral upwards so um, mine is um, when uh, I had Apollo Fresh in he's uh, mm. a local kind of nerd rapper Um, in the area, and the standout moment um, was that we were kind of just chatting offhandedly, not even related to the music stuff, and we realized that we had gone to the same high school, and then I realized that he had played on the same football team that I'd played on, and I realized that his coach was one of my underclassmen when I was there, (laughs) and we realized that we were both familiar with the same kind of uh, sports campaign called Band of Brothers, and like... Just that little turn of phrase, like realizing that we both knew this. I mean, it's a small school. I had a thirty-person graduating class. When we realized that we had both, you know, graduated from this school and played on the same team, like we hugged. Like we just jumped up out of our chairs. It was really great. You're welcome for that booking. Yes, thank you so much, Jared. <laughs> Jared yeah, he he uh, uh, funneled yeah. <laughs> Apollo to us, and it was it was a really good interview. So um, that was for me. Um, all right, so. Jared's oh, yeah.
4: also a standout too. Jared became yeah, right? an intern yes. for yes, the station. Yeah, he's
2: probably been only here through the last two years.
3: Have so. we ever
4: even discussed the lore of Jared? We're
2: going to do that
3: in a
4: second because Jared
2: <laughs> is my Jared's uh, episode has my first song of the Beautiful. songs we're going to listen to. Um, so actually, you know what? We're just let's just go to that. The so, lore of Jared. Uh, oh, so yeah. we're going to we're going to do our three songs. Our first song for the ones. So these are just songs that have throughout the um, the last two years that just stuck with us. Doesn't have to be somebody we hosted. It just just from the show. Um and so my pick is uh from episode one seventy two, Jared Gonzalez. Um it's his second song, uh which is Zelda's lullaby, and uh he will he'll, he'll explain the story behind it. But I just want to say that like for those of you who have been with us since before the Jared Times, which feels like a long time now, um, you know, we didn't used to have uh the show intern. We didn't used to have this other production person um, to work through kind of a lot of the technical aspects of the show and um, and guest, guest management. And um, he was an intern here at the station uh, doing just other work and then he got Pretty quickly um, attached to the show because he found it fun and we found him fun. And uh, now he is on the cusp of being, you know, like a salaried full time producer at WGCU. And that is exciting for me. I'm sure it's exciting for you, Jared. Very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, you are an integral part of the show now. You're just like part of the show. It's, yeah. Jared. I love uh, it. Yeah, no, thank you. There he goes. He's going to be a Jared appreciation. Oh. Bye. Um, so, uh, with, with that in mind, um, let's go ahead and, uh, we'll hear, <laughs> we'll hear Jared's, uh, Jared's story and song. This song is like probably the first song you
1: hear when you plug in Hyrule Warriors. And I'm like, I was entranced by it. The scene was Zelda's on a field in front of her castle in front of Hyrule's castle and on Hyrule field, I think she's playing a harp, playing her song, her lullaby. And then, you know dark forces start coming, this, that, and the other thing, and and just listening to that track, and I'm like, this is beautiful. Legend of Zelda series is known for its composition. The more Zelda games I started playing, the more I started hearing, the more I started understanding why this game is as great as it is. For me, Zelda's like my number one thing, right? I love this series so much that... When thinking about the future, when thinking about having a family or something like that, like that, if I have a daughter, the name Zelda is going to be in her name—the first name, or a middle name, or a second middle name. My wife and I <laughs> has got to come to like an understanding here about this. You could change your last name to Zelda. Yeah, but like, <laughs> my name already sounds cool. It sounds like a superhero name. Yeah, you yeah. know, one one highlights moment. I was at a Zelda Symphony Orchestra. 2016, 2017. Uh, I think they say Zelda's Lullaby towards the end or something. And I was looking around me and I see everybody listening. Listening, not hearing, listening. And I can tell we were all feeling the same way. We were, I would say we were all entranced by the beauty of this song, by the masterpiece Koji Kondo has composed. And it brought me to tears. (laughs)
2: Aww.
5: Aww.
2: <laughs> so uh, that was almost all the way back to the beginning of two years ago um, there's only a few weeks between that and, and our last review and um, you know it was it was really great getting Jared in the chair to talk to him and then everything from then has been really amazing so I, I couldn't I mean <laughs> I was looking through the list and I, I couldn't skip it So
1: I, I want to mention that earlier today when um, I was doing just my normal job <laughs> um <laughs> I, I wanted to like put on some music on while I'm doing it. And I'm like, you know what? I haven't mm. heard in a while. I haven't like sat down and listened to like standard Zelda music. Mm. And that's what I was listening to for like the past two hours. So like, you know, unplanned. Perfect. But Beautiful. I love this. Yeah. yeah.
4: You get such a great sense of Jared's personality in that clip. Yeah. In that section yeah. there.
1: Use a different rendition too use a symphony oh yeah rendition. i didn't mention that
2: yeah so that was the that was the orchestral version yeah. because of how you capped the story yeah. um the, in the in the original episode it's like the one from the game yeah yeah
1: love it
4: we, we love you jared who, who wants to <laughs> You've helped so much like you just you, well you just helped the i think the tone too and, and exposing the podcast to different people which is what we can only hope and strive to do um so it's fantastic a lot of our guests you you know have shown us so many other personalities that have been exposed to three song stories and it's been really fascinating to hear. Uh, I've gone to a few classes uh, at GCU, journalism classes. Uh, They have me speak... uh to them, for some reason, no, because of what we do, obviously <laughs> to
3: pass along your wisdom. Uh, yes, Tara. my
4: wisdom, my many, my many wise years. Um, and, and they already know what the podcast is; uh, they're familiar. They've listened to episodes. And uh, I know that's just people here, but still, it's, it's just nuts. something. It's really interesting. Uh, and it, I can't get that little smile, like, oh, okay, yeah, you you know who I am somehow, or who we are, and and what this means. And you guys talk about it amongst yourselves. That's pretty. I don't know, right? It's that a, rock star yeah, moment.
2: It feels cool. <laughs> I
4: heard
3: from a past guest that he went. to... To a bourbon tasting party with friends and somebody suggested that they should play three song stories like on the radio and mm. they drank bourbon and took turns telling stories about songs that connected to their lives. And, he and knows I thought he we should make a trading card or a card game. Yeah. Three song stories, the card game. Yeah. Coming to a market
2: near you.
4: I love that so much. We'll, and we'll, if you have any questions, maybe or if, you know, know somebody, if you know somebody at
2: Hasbro, maybe hook us up. Yeah.
4: You know.
2: Alright, who's doing their song?
4: Do you want us to go in order of the Oldest? No, oldest I whichever one you want to do okay. first. Okay, I'm gonna go with episode one ninety nine. It's Be Still of the Nappy Roots. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. large rap hip hop group. Um, they were visiting and doing concert at the Alliance for the Arts. Molly Deckert, uh, the executive director of the Alliance, uh hooked us up with that. But why that stands out to me isn't is the song story but it's also the day which people don't know the behind the scenes version of how the show gets made so I thought this would be a fun yeah. interjection here that was uh, a fun day so fun mike day. and i mike <laughs> and i came in to to uh record this one i was planned to produce my mike, so mike was going to host on a saturday yes uh we get here saturday morning we wait around for how long, maybe about an hour almost? Oh, I'm
3: remembering what happened. <laughs> oh, yes. So this is
4: great. Close to an hour or so we're, we're waiting. And at this point, we still have no idea who we are interviewing. We're not sure. Molly right. had said it was going
3: to be someone from That's Nappy right. Roots.
4: Someone from Nappy oh, Roots. I remember we had this? no clue who it was going to be. We didn't know if it was going to be a member of Nappy Roots. <laughs> was it going to be a roadie of Nappy Roots? Was it going to be like their, I, you know, we had the handler of Nappy We had no idea what was going to happen. Um, so we're waiting. I think we, we at some point text Molly to say, "Hey, what's the ETA? What's you know, I did
3: get an email <laughs> from somebody who had the list of three songs. Yes, and so I thought that's who the guest is going to be. And it was probably. It turned
4: out that that was not. Anyone. That was were, the
3: guy that, like, fixes the ceiling yeah. fan in the hotel when it, it breaks.
4: So we actually researched this person as much <laughs> as we can so we have something to go off you of. You had written a script? Yeah, you maybe, had a script for that guy. Yeah, maybe they committed to this. They didn't know who was going to do it. They were going to do it on the fly. Maybe now they had an event last night. Now they're just going to kind of send someone. So we just thought, you know, okay, great. Uh, but then what happens? We get a text from Molly. They're about to come in. Uh, we, Mike and I go out to the front, uh, our front window at WGCU. It's, you know, the front areas, windows in the kind of reception area, and you can see the entire front parking lot. A car SUV rolls up. Two large men and Molly come out and they are solo cups in hand.
3: <laughs> One of them's wearing a giant cowboy a hat.
4: huge cowboy hat, <laughs> uh, enormous uh, beaded necklace, you know, really loud, fun shirts, and they are laughing and having the time of their life as they're walking up to us. And Mike and I just look at each other and we go, we have no idea what we're about to get into, or even who these, who, like, we can't see them, who they are. Yeah. Um, so we find out we're going to be, it's Be Still of the Nappy Roots. Yeah, what do you mean? Of course, it's Be Still, of course, of the Nappy Roots. Um, so it was just such a funny interaction. Then Mike looks at me, though, what, before they come in. He goes, Tara, I, can you host this one? And I look at him. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because Mike isn't super for why. Did you ask me in that moment? Well,
2: he had, you'd written a script for the roadie. Well,
3: for that's the, not yeah, why. Well, I just no. thought you would <laughs> and him would have a better yeah. dynamic than <laughs> I and him would. Yeah.
4: And I think that shows and through I think it, the it episode. We became shows very through. fast friends. Um, but it was his second song um, that I was taken with. Uh, again, we didn't know who we we're going to be interviewing. They're having a good time. He's drinking out of a solo cup.
3: Well, you, th- there was that moment where I was like, I have to be honest with him. And I said, look, I didn't actually research. Yes. And I showed him the script and he starts laughing and he's like, oh, my God, Bobby or whatever the guy's mm-hmm. name was is going to love this. Yeah. And I keep this? And he asked to keep the yes. script because yeah. it had like
4: it had information. It had graduated him. from yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everything
3: I could glean off of, like LinkedIn, etc. was in this script. Yep. And, and he, he gave that to their roadie. I was
4: sitting in the <laughs> host chair. Richard is now. <laughs> B still is sitting where Mike is. And. I uh, I looked at him and I put – because th- I didn't know. And then in that moment, I had to say I panicked a little bit because I knew I know who he is, right, In a, on a normal day. Yeah. But then, all right, you're going to now talk to this person mm-hmm. who's been interviewed by very many people about something very intimate and personal. And you know nothing about their life yeah. when there's a whole internet out there of so many gems that I could have plucked. But it, I think it was great, especially for a, kind of a very off-the-cuff not knowing who it is. Uh, but his second song was it was The Gambler by Kenny Rogers. Mm-hmm. Um He said that he knew that song before he could read or he could write. Uh, It was his first love of music. So coming to hear The Gambler to then what Nappy Roots, that hip-hop soul Mm -hmm. music is, you know— Completely different, but it's those jewels of wisdom he kept saying about, you know, I know how to fold them, know how to hold them. Uh, no one to run was his big mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and, and he said, never count your money at the table. We took away that. Never count your money at the table. But he got to meet Kenny Rogers. He met him at Penn Station one day. Uh, and then at the end, he kind of goes off to talk about how, with three song stories, he goes, you know, if he, Kenny Rogers was going to come in and do this show maybe there's a Nappy Roots song that influences him in some way, and how would I ever know that? So it's kind of the beauty of what three-song stories can do. You know, does Kenny Rogers, or would Kenny Rogers have ever thought that Be Still of the Nappy Roots was so touched by a song that he did? Probably not. But isn't that the power of music, right? And how exactly what we try to show through three-song stories is the power of how music connects us. Not just our own memories, but other people, too.
0: Man, just imagine, like, 4-year-old little black kid man in the hood singing this song with the top of his lungs <laughs> around the neighborhood it's like you know what I'm saying like Kenny spoke to me whatever this song did you know it spoke to me at that age yeah and I was like man you know that was my first love of music um so yeah I love I love the storytelling that he that he did in the song you know what I'm saying so like I was in Georgia one day uh, after a show And um, stopped at a Penn station to eat some food. Uh, Me and Clutch, one of my band members, the dude, you know, I I was saying earlier, we traveled together. So Clutch was like, "Bro, I think that's Kenny Rogers (laughs) (laughs) getting us up." I was like, "That ain't no Kenny Rogers, man." And but he's old, gray hair, with a beautiful, you know, beautiful young. (laughs) I was like, maybe that is Kenny Rogers. (laughs) 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 <laughs> maybe that is Kenny and then um we went over there and you know what i'm saying uh clutch asked him was it, you know you Kenny Rogers and he was like well, yeah man i'm Kenny Ro- I'm- i was like what <laughs> and i'm in the i'm just like starstruck because i'm telling you this is the first song i've ever known you know what i'm saying it was yeah. the gambler about this man i was starstruck you know what i'm saying i didn't say one word to him i was just looking i was just like man you don't even know man you know what i'm saying Yeah. but uh Clutch ended up tell, telling him we was in a group called rap group called Nappy Roots. He said, "Oh yeah, I heard of y'all." You know what I'm saying? So before he before he went, man, Kenny Rogers. He, you never know. You know what I'm saying? He might have been on this show and played Nappy Roots song and been like, "This is one of the songs that I like." You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Influenced him. You know, you exactly. never know. You did, but I can say that definitely that Gambler was uh, one of my first memories, man. My oldest song that I have ever, ever, ever remembered in my lifetime. And uh, to this day, those words still ring true. So, uh, yeah. got
4: Yeah, so that was a lot in that day. It was, here's how it's made. Here's a little background story for all of you about how that even came about. Uh, and what a really cool song story, too.
3: Yeah, I remember he was telling a story about like being like like five years old, walking yeah. out of the street in the hood,
4: so in say, the, sing, not a lot of little black kids singing. like singing the gambler. That was great. It was a really cool way for us to connect with someone and then what an unexpected song story, which I always appreciate. Very yeah. unexpected song stories. Yeah, like when they send us ones that we don't see coming. Yeah.
2: Uh, my
3: first song story comes from Rose Edie Govan. Um, she came to us through Jarrett Edie. Uh, he was episode 151 guest. He's a director of diversity and inclusion for the school district of Lee County. Uh, you know, uh, she's his. Mom, and um, <laughs> and you know she spent many years as a, as you know a director, music director at churches, and you know elementary education. But her first song was called uh, "One Day Will Come" uh, by Ruby and the Romantics. And she told a story about when she was young, her oldest sister, who she said was kind of like her mom, uh, would c- have her come over to the house and visit. And she had a record player, and she would play records. And when she played this song, Rose said that something about it. She said she was like 11 years old at the time. She said there was something about it that just um transformed her and put her into a different dimension and made her reflect on the world that was around her and the hope that it would be better because this was you know she grew up in the Dunbar community in Fort Myers during Jim Crow and so that's when this song would have come into her ears and it was just a really touching story
0: listening to it it just i guess it transformed me hmm. because you know growing up In that era and uh, seeing a lot of things and hearing about a lot of things, you start as a child to wonder about, you know, how's it going to be? Is it going to be this way all the time or how's it going to be for me? And when I heard that song, I'm thinking, yeah, things going to get better. I know it's going to be okay, you know.
3: You know, she said it wasn't necessarily the words either. I mean, it was the words, but she said there was just something about the way it felt and the way it made Mm. her sway that, you know, it all just crystallized for her. Mm. And I just think that's great. And it's also, you mentioned the Amway thing. We have people recommend three people at the Mm. end. Mm -hmm. And, you know... You know, Jarrett is somebody who maybe we could get on the show, you would think, because, you know, he's a figure in the community sort of thing. But, you know, Rose Govan's never going to wind up on the radio, but we put her on the radio and she tells amazing stories. Was, and that's what yeah. we do. We have just all kinds of what you were alluding to earlier. You know, I just love it.
4: Beautiful voice. Amazing storyteller. Mm. Her son as well. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so
2: a uh, quick question for you guys. Uh, was there a song or an artist that it was sticky for you um, that you were introduced to through the last two years on the show? Uh, I know there were like 20. I'm just— <laughs>
3: Well, I mean, none that I have listened to, so I guess not. Oh, okay. You know, I don't listen to much Well, music. that's fair. You, listeners for, know I'm a public radio person. Mike listens to three person.
2: songs a week, the
4: ones that I guess spring. <laughs>
3: Pretty
2: much.
4: I'm such an audiophile. I don't think there was a song that I wasn't necessarily familiar with in some way, shape, or form. Um, But I think it was sitting down and listening to certain songs. And I wish right now I could remember one off the top of my head. Um, But it's probably like a James Taylor song or something, just listening to it in really good headphones. Mm. Uh, And a lot of our guests say that, too. um, sense. sitting down and listening to the song Sometimes we'll talk a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. but we try just to sit and listen and think about what the memory is or the song story is. Uh, but yeah, I think it's just oh yeah, listen, really listening. It's fun to the when songs. they're blown away
2: by parts that they've mm-hmm. never heard, even if it's a song they've heard a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go buy studio headphones, people. <laughs> go buy yeah. You know.
4: And if you really have favorite songs or you know things that remind you of something, listen it's to like that new music. In a good, yeah. good headphones. Yeah. Good headphones in a a quiet, you know, just place to really get yourself in that song. It's a whole different experience. Sure.
2: Um, Well, I'll keep mine brief then, but um, because it was just the other week, you know, Robin Young introduced us to, um, is it um, Ava Cassidy? Eva? Eva. Eva. Eva Eva Cassidy, uh, a young musician who died uh, very young and performed a a two short set of uh, songs that are um, pretty much all covers. You know, when I first, I was listening to her sing Somewhere Over the Rainbow and I remarked to Chrissy my wife uh, while we were listening to it that she sounds like somebody you've heard sing a thousand times the first time you hear her. Um, like, uh, like we were like, we must know this, but I know I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up falling down a rabbit hole just listening to like a bunch of her music. So um, Eva, E-V-A, Cassidy with a C. Do yourself a favor if you haven't ever heard of her because you're probably about to enjoy some really good renditions of some incredibly soulful songs. Let's go to the second song. So uh, we'll we'll reverse that order. So Mike, we'll do your song and then Tara, and then that's
4: what TV. our wrestler entrance theme song would be. We did that. We did <laughs> I know that, we did that on two years year ago. Year three, yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, my second song
3: comes from Doug Berman, uh benevolent overlord of Wait Wait Don't Tell Me. <laughs> that's his, his real t- title. Uh, that's that's real his title. real title. Um and you know, his his uh his second song story was just very straightforward, but it also is just exemplifies how you know musical memories can be built. He was right out of right out of college, he was driving cross country with his girlfriend at the time. Uh, they were in there. Uh his 1979 Pontiac Phoenix, it blew a head gasket in in Wyoming, he said, and that was right when Let's Hear for the boy by Denise Williams was just everywhere on the radio and he said he they must have heard it because that's all they had in their car was a radio and he said he must have heard it you know m- multiple times five six times a day every day and so for the very rest of his life whenever he hears that song he's driving cross country in his old Pontiac and and that's how it works I mean that's just you know it's kind of on the head it's the nail yeah. on the head yeah, yeah. But, but the funny thing was is after we listened to it it was like when was the last time you listen to that he's like i haven't listened to that in 25 (laughs) years back in the desert yeah (laughs) but yeah let's hear it for the boy uh
6: traveling cross country with doug berman so we were driving you know for many weeks across the country and spent a lot of time in the western united states and it seemed like this song let's hear it for the boy was always on because it was (laughs) Uh, it was you know, it, it was a big hit that summer. It was number one for a couple of weeks. And so it seemed like four or five times a day that song would be on in the car. And so that that just reminds me of, of that trip and driving through the West.
3: Uh, what kind of car were you guys in?
6: We were in a uh, 1979 Pontiac Phoenix. It blew a head gasket in Wyoming.
3: I bet he had great hair at that time.
4: <laughs> I can see how that could be maddening over and over again, but then you get the delirious, this is amazing, and you're laughing, and you're doing yeah. the car dancing, yeah. exaggerated well, I, arm I, gestures oh, like so I was doing said, in the I chorus.
2: Because I, all I can imagine is uh, the picture he sent us after of him in the studio. <laughs> oh, he's, yeah, he's got the his maroon hands thrown the, in the air. Yeah. yeah, and so like Doug must have just been dancing like at home in his studio yep. <laughs> during our show, so that's really fun. I love that. Um, all right, Sarah, what do you got? Beautiful.
4: Uh, let's go to our teen, uh, our first ever teen edition. Yeah, of, we've done more of than of one podcast. in the last two years. Yes, so that have. is exciting. Uh It was also our first ever. We played D and D in the middle of this episode oh, for like forty five minutes. I have, I have something for that. Cool. So this is episode, yeah. cool. Sorry, yeah, this is episode what... one seventy. Yeah. Uh, it's Declan Ireland, uh, who is an amazingly close friend uh, with Gwen, uh, Mike's daughter. Um, He talks about Gonzo being... (laughs) how he had gonzo the fashion Muppet, Muppet. And, and fozzy personality and he, listening to his episode <laughs> yes 100% um, and, and the song that he, cho- he does dress like gonzo yes but he they yeah. go to Cyprus um, they will be graduating very soon uh, Gwyn and and Declan uh, but we came in again on a Saturday all of us Mike, Richard, myself Jared uh, Gwyn was here uh, obviously uh, Declan and we played d d in the middle of his episode and he had no idea right?
3: No no, no. I was right? totally we just under I rolled that 20-sided guy yes. across the yeah. table. And item. that was such
4: an epic <laughs> sort of break in the middle of it. So it was just a cool episode in general. We all got to nerd out. Uh, Mike Richard and myself, we played D&D in the past together and done some campaigns together. Um, and we just tied this – and Gwen, too. And we just tied it in, yeah. into an episode. Um, but it also is just the experience that life experience and how old you are doesn't necessarily mean you don't have stories, too. Mm. Um, everyone experiences life – actively as we are alive, um, no matter how old you are. Um, So just because you are 17, 16 years old does not mean that you've had or not had some kind of a significant experience significant experience uh, and he talks about how the rainbow connection from the Muppet movie 1979 uh, it, it like shaped him as a person and Mike you also this is an honorable mention episode for you right?
3: Yeah I was going to I was going to point it out as well because I know his mom and that's what he had started it all was she would sing this to mm-hmm. him and uh, and then he said that informed his basic sensibility for life which I know Declan <laughs> and that rings true so I just
6: thought it was great. Yeah. Gonzo stylistically fozzy personality wise most definitely yeah. and i wish i could be scooter <laughs>
3: and so what about kermit so kermit sings rainbow connection this is like how mm. you be, are foundationally a muppet person
6: i love kermit
3: um so it's like kermit someone you admire
6: um uh, not exactly funny thing about that uh, i went to disney a while back and um we were going around and i uh i saw this like this like tray of kermit plushies and i was like I might be scared of that. I don't know if I want that in my home. Then I decided to and I have a bunk bed so I put it on my bottom bunk and every night for like two years, I rushed up the ladder because I was afraid and this was like three years this was not a long time ago yeah this was I'm a seven very- year old you this was no yeah I'm a very <laughs> frightful person to this day and I would I would rush up the ladder out of fear that this um, creature this Kermit would... Grab me by the leg. I've maintained this fear for a really long time. I've always had fears related to my bunk bed, actually. Like it, it. You need to get rid of it. it you ever
2: thought about switching it out for one
7: bed? <laughs>
6: uh, I have. I'm definitely gonna do that eventually. But like, my first fear was like, I had a dream where there was this massive creature sleeping on my top bunk. So I was always afraid to go into my room. And then next, I read these. When I was younger, I read these comic books called Tintin. In one of them, there was this guy that like would shoot these poison darts at people, and it would make them go insane. And um, due to that, uh, I was. Uh, and he sh- and at a certain point in the book, he shot him. He shot it through a window into the back of a guy's neck. So for several years, I uh, I slept facing my window because I was afraid that that would happen to me. <laughs> Okay. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, let's imagine a scary Kermit <laughs> singing this super sweet song.
2: It's, it seems like all three of us uh, came prepared with something from Declan's episode because I also have uh, the D and D clip, like a little mashup of that of, of our game. Uh, so let's hear that real fast.
3: You play much Dungeons and Dragons?
6: If we could organize a session, then maybe. Cold Here,
3: roll a 20. Tell you move back again.
6: No, uh, that's a six.
3: Six? That's high enough to start a game, right? Okay, we're going to play a
2: game of d d <laughs> oh,
6: <laughs> This is awesome. You're going to travel covertly,
2: so as to not give away your cargo. Car- yeah. Uh, and then a final warning, he says, as we leave, move swiftly, there is a storm coming. And just your general, like, literally two storm clouds that begin to blot out the moon. By the time you reach Norwich, the dark cobblestone streets are empty, due in part to the late hour, but mostly due to the cold, hard rain that's been coming down on you since you left the inn. You are drenched and more than a little chilled. As you make your way up the rain-slicked streets that lead from the main city gate to the castle at the city center, the moonlight reveals a small form, covered in rags, huddled in the middle of the street.
6: Oh. oh okay. I'm the wizard um, leader.
3: I'm the leader. Oh, <laughs> you're no. the leader,
6: wizard. I was planning on making this character an idiot, but I guess he has to be the leader. You can lead the idiot. Can <laughs> That's lead. true. I would like to approach this. Um, I would like to say hello there. <laughs> uh, Horace gives you a
2: sharp look over his shoulder. Covert. <laughs> and then, Trogdor. My efforts <laughs> were in vain. You're, yeah, you're, you're over here. Uh, Trogdora is like like rubbing the chest and breathing in the mouth, and like and your eyes flutter open, and you're like, "Thank you, thunk."
3: <laughs> and just <look>. roll damage.
4: <laughs> remember, I. Jared had to take over my character because I had to leave because <laughs> yes. I had to stay for the whole thing because we played D and D for so. Tara created
2: uh, Trogdora, Trogdora, and Jared ended up picking up the
3: mantle. So, There's no one. I would and we rather. released the uh, the the D and D as yeah bonus <laughs> yeah. content.
2: And we did we did more than one teen edition. Um, we did several. We did several Kiara? Yeah, and then and then just the other week we've got uh, one. we got one coming up. Yeah, right. We've got yeah. one coming up. So um, to be announced. To be announced. Mm-hmm. So um, so the, yeah, that's a that's a really fun development. Um, and I'm I'm really glad that we that's two kind of things that we've gotten out of the show, like these little standalone things that we do for fun sometimes, and then the teen edition is I think really great. Um, okay, well for me, um, believe it or not, uh, mine is only uh one episode before Jared's. Um, And that's uh, Dong Jing Kang's episode, Mm. uh, which is like right at the beginning of the two year period. Um, And I promise I did look through the whole two year period, but I had a really good time interviewing her. Um, That was a long time in the making. And I honestly had a hard time picking between the three songs because all of them, she she, she gave these three songs. And, you know, the third one, the third one. was a, was a mongolian like rock group rap group so like i didn't really i don't hear it often right. <laughs> so i wouldn't say she affected the way i hear that song but the other two uh i went back and forth a lot and i ended up picking the first one um which is smells like teen spirit and it's just um she heard it um as part of a story where you know she she grew up in a in a um, communist block school where they had you know lights out time and they couldn't go around they all lived in dorms and she would sneak out um and and go to the the gray markets in town and try to buy um you know illicit music um from from carts or from crates full of cds that had been uh thrown away as uh defective and then picked back up and sold over in china so um this is this is from that
5: yeah one of these nights i've just found this cool cover a naked baby mm-hmm. swim was swimming to grab that a dollar bill. Yeah. it was a dollar yeah. bill, a ten dollar bill. I don't even remember, but that baby was. It's like a facing a baby with a one dollar bill. That was a really good art, and I said, okay. Let me get this. Uh, I took a look. Okay, it's Nirvana's. Oh, never mind. Oh, never mind. That sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> I grab it. But uh, another kid next to uh, the the bike says, "Oh, I also want that." He grabbed it too. He said, "I want that." To the vendor, he was tall and skinny. I was well. I was tall too because in high school I was really one of the tallest kids. So I basically stare at him really hard. <laughs> My like the face eyes that you're can making. kill you. Yeah, <laughs> the type of eye. Yeah. I yelled at him, using the f word in my in my dialect.
3: Sure. <laughs> what does that sound like?
5: Uh, do you really want me to say this here? in your own, own
3: dialect? You be- yeah. Yeah.
2: I'll, I'll beep it anyway. <laughs> What's
5: <laughs>
2: I don't know which part to bleep, but I'm
7: gonna bleep the whole thing.
5: Yeah, you can beep the whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
7: Okay.
5: That's my yeah. F- yeah. you. Yeah. 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 That's basically yeah. what I said. Oh, that kid stepped back and said, okay. He just walked away. Yeah. And okay, that's
4: mine.
2: All right. Um, One
4: of those iconic bass lines of all time. Ooh, yeah. Uh,
2: any guests you felt in simpatico with, uh, you know, once you're starting, you're talking to them and you're like, ooh, this person is kind of like me. Like, I like, like we, we vibe, I guess.
3: Oh, God. I A vibed lot. with Evgenia Radilova. I thought yeah. that might be the case. Yeah. Yeah. She She's cool. I got yeah. to drive her home afterwards, and we just talked, and yeah, definitely simpatico.
4: Oh, man. Molly Deckert, when I first met her, Ooh, yeah. I think that, that I felt very simpatico with her, two women who love scary horror movies. Uh, that was pretty Yeah, I think her and I hit it off quite well. Um Maria Pia, I knew her oh, a little you bit. And Maria Pia, uh, that Cesar, I think Aguilera, yeah. um I got to know him quite well and you know even through that then did a mini documentary about mm-hmm. him and Brian Weaver's Art Sample Underground too. Um gosh, there I feel like almost there's so many people Dave Lapham, him mm-hmm. and I uh, a lot of the episodes I host, I don't know mm-hmm. if it's just the way I host or talk so you to people reach out to guests that, um,
2: that are in that vibe already I think. Maybe.
4: Yeah, or or we just I just get asked to host some of them, mm-hmm. but a lot of the times I think it's just how we talk to each other and the rapport you build. But, yeah, there's there's a few standouts for sure.
2: Uh,
3: the other one was the FGCU professor who was from North Carolina, had the big Southern accent, named Stephen Cavett, I think. Yep, um, I Cavett. still haven't met him in person because that was when I was at home having my knee rehab. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I need to follow up with that guy now that I think about it because I got done with that. I'm like, yeah, me and that guy got something going. <laughs> um, I think – it's how we make I, friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, when you don't go anywhere but work at right, home like I do, the that's your only <laughs> choice. We,
4: we just this is a ploy, everyone. We're really using this just to try to make friends, just to socialize a little bit.
2: <laughs> if I remember, right, Cameron Cole and I, um, she's a student here um, at the university, um, and I, it wasn't. I don't think it was. Uh, you know, our, our lives are very different. Um, on paper, we shouldn't. Um, God, I'm gonna use this word again. It's like such an old person. Like we're, we don't, we shouldn't vibe, Jared. Could, I could see him looking through the glass at me because he knew I was gonna
3: it's say scary. it.
1: Yeah, it's, this is like the most Richards ever said vibe. But I'm like, still not using it that other vibes. way. You're it's <laughs> not. I don't use it that other way.
3: Um, Vi- no, it's vibe. I just wanted to throw one in. <laughs> there you go.
2: Vibe. <laughs> but we, um, we, we. We shouldn't, on paper, like you know, be so similar, but um, we were. I'll just use the word in the script. Like we were simpatico. We were mm-hmm. like it was like, yeah, I get that. Oh, I get that. Oh, I get that. So um, that was just a really good interview um, for me. I enjoyed it. Um, it was. It's nice when you meet somebody who isn't in your mode, but you seem to be kind of traveling along the same like wavelength. If, if Boy, some, there are going to be some music and some physics people
3: that really like This It's like the tritonal episode. Oh,
4: I'm so glad tritonal came up. I know that's, <laughs> that was the I, weirdest, that funnest. That was the,
3: <laughs> the Austin, Texas based electronic music duo, Tritonal. Yeah.
4: Wow. What a conversations that we had. I sat mm-hmm. there. We're talking about psychedelics, psychedelics, the of physics, physics, as um, far out there. EDM. EDM. Uh, and then. I don't even know existentialism Uh we got everywhere with that the episode is a trip it is a trip (laughs) listen to that episode now wherever you get your podcast Um, it's yeah I'm glad we brought that up that was was within the
3: past two years it was
4: within the past two years yes Um, all right I think um, we'll swing well I mean
2: (laughs) I think we'll swing back to our um, we'll swing over to the third songs Um, so um, uh, I will you're looking at me funny
3: I'm trying to think who's next because I was next th- first last time.
2: oh, it would be Tara yes hello and then and then me then you, I guess I think I get to be the cleanup hitter. your cleanup hitter
4: sounds good so uh, my my last song story that I remember uh, episode two o two is uh Maria Pia malerba uh, <laughs> she is a designer artist um she is originally she's from Italy um. Came uh, to America, uh, visited America. Uh, this was the song story. Was she was like, twenty seven <laughs> or so? Know what song? It's gonna uh, be. And she went to Tampa <laughs> with some friends, and she goes dancing. A song comes on. She knows very little English at this point, enough to communicate, enough to get by. Um, the people she was with were Italian Americans, so it's a little bit easier for her to communicate. But out and about, she knew enough. She hears a song. <gasps> I know the song rushes to the dance floor can say the words but doesn't know what it, the it, it words aired are in Italy yeah.
3: and, uh, and is yelling them on the dance floor
4: screaming them in passion
8: on the dance floor singing with the hands on <laughs> like and like screaming I don't want a short man so I was, like, so happy I could say something in English, right? (laughs) Oh, beautiful. I I know this. I know this. I recognize this. And so I start singing like that. My friend comes. Maria Pia, do you know what you're saying? I said, no. And then he told me. And I was so embarrassed. I said, I cannot believe. Because, I mean, coming from Italy, hope... You know, the right. Pope is there. He is. That was not something that really could go easily if it wasn't, you not, know. Not with the Pope. <sighs> no, not, not with the Pope. I could not imagine that I was singing anything like that. It was so funny. It was so funny that I started laughing, laughing. Did you keep dancing? Oh, yeah. Of Good. course. Of course. Of
1: course. Que diablo eso? I lost
4: it. Um, I absolutely lost it. So, yes, I mean, but it's just such a cool thing. This is, I know this song, but she really didn't know the song and how this wouldn't fly in Italy if only the Italians knew what they were saying. Uh, Yeah, it's such a moment that just tickled me, honestly, uh, beyond belief. I thought that it was just so... Adorable, I hate to say., uh, but it was just so adorable. Um, how how because how she talks about it too, and you hear her voice, and it's just her as a person. She is a larger than life personality in this petite she's body. tiny she's in um, and she is such a fierce woman. so I just really enjoyed, I really enjoyed this. Imagine her singing in the middle of the dance floor, screaming and so happy uh, that she can communicate. But what she's yelling is, <laughs>
2: that was, yeah. was a very popular episode, actually, on the, in the back end. Yes. I was looking at the like our metrics for that, and that did very, very well. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't heard Maria Pia's episode, um, was it one? 202. 202.
4: 202.
2: Yeah. All right. Oh, I guess I'm up. Um, okay. Uh, mine was 204. Hey, um, this is Benjamin Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, he works in film production um, and uh he taught, He was telling us a story. Uh, this is the second song from his episode about um, when he was just starting out, and they had given him uh, control of a very uh, pricey car, a, a, a classic Mustang that they had for the movie, and he was to be in charge of maintaining and controlling it for the shoot. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll let I'll let Benjamin tell the rest of this. Hmm.
7: Being born in the early '90s and then growing up. In the early 2000s, there was a lot of like the, the, the punk rock and indie rock scene. And uh, it was right when MP3 players were coming out and we were switching from CDs and we were sharing MP3s. And then there was that whole thing of like they're cracking down on people sharing uh, or illegally downloading MP3s. So we're like, all right, well, we have to buy some, at least buy a couple. That was what we'd say. We'd buy a couple and then we'd share them all around. And uh, the first MP3 I ever bought was um, this song by uh, Jimmy Eat World called The Middle. And, yeah, could, and uh, this
2: time, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
7: and I downloaded it, and then I think it was the only one that I actually had purchased, but every time i'd buy a new device, uh, uh, my, my iTunes would always just have the one purchase song in it, you know, the one downloaded song the token song, yeah, right? exactly, so uh there was one time I was on this movie in New Mexico, and we were shooting way out in an Indian reservation in the desert. My job I was working in production at the time. And uh, it was a period piece, and we had this old, beautiful Ford Mustang, this cherry red Ford Mustang convertible. Uh, 19, I think it was in 1968. And um, when we were talking to the props guy when he was dropping it off, I, I just went up to him and I was chatting with him about the car, and he said – you need to be the only one that moves it around. I'm very precious about it. And I'm like, oh, I'm not my job. I actually have a lot of – he's like, but just when you're going from location, can you be the one that drives it? And, of course, everybody wanted to ride in it too. It was beautiful. And we're in New Mexico, and it was the weather was incredible. Very Which, cinematic. You're painting a picture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll show you a photo after I have this. So um, we were doing a daytime shoot in the desert, and then we had to go to another part of uh, the desert to do a nighttime shoot. And I had to move the car. So all, I was usually the last one to leave uh, set. Um, so everybody drives off. I get in the car and I probably make it 100 yards before I hit a pothole and the wheel comes flying oh, off the car. Oh, no. And, um, and I'm sitting there. There's two, uh, there's two other guys in the car and we're just sitting there. There's no cell service at all. And we're, we're kind of stuck. And um, we knew that there was going to be a shuttle that had to come back at some point. And it was kind of getting dusk. And some of the local farmers in the fields above us were all like lighting these bushes on fire. We didn't know what it was. We just saw these little fires popping up, and they were like wild horses. It was unbelievably cinematic. That would have been a great time for the Indiana Jones <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, the only song any of us had was I had the one song. Because you had
3: no signal. We had no
7: signal. We had no service. <laughs> I'm like, well, I wish we could play music. And I was like, well, I have this one wow. downloaded song on my phone, and it was and the I've middle. And I've had it for years. And I've had it for years. <laughs> okay. I don't think I'd listen to it in a really I mean, long I'm, time.
2: I'm seeing the signals of Gondor scene.
7: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) world? (laughs) Yeah, it was, I mean, it was pretty, it was unbelievable, and the stars are coming out super early. It was incredible. So this maybe wasn't the perfect song for the setting, but all the other guys in the car were all um, around my age, and we knew every word, and we jammed out to this song, I think 20 times, and we were having a great time. It's just making the most of a crazy situation. So Singing? Oh, yeah. Uh, Standing up in the convertible, and oh, yeah, I mean, I think... Uh, at some point, a farmer on the hill must have looked down and been like, what in the world's going on down there? <laughs>
0: it just takes some time,
2: Yeah, I love, love when we get storytellers mm. on the show, um, and they can be musicians, they can be poets, they can be filmmakers. Um, you know, I, I would honorable mention um, uh, Hot Dog Steering Wheel Make favor, make favor, make favor, like, you know, like people who tell stories in any arena are so good at this because we ask people to come and tell stories. Um, and um, and uh, Benjamin was so fun. Uh, I like all of his episode 204. Um, yeah, it's,
4: it's just it was great. It's also, that song was one of Kim Hudson's songs. Uh, That's the first episode, I think, of three song stories I hosted many at this point years ago. Mm -hmm. um, And it was a song that we all sang to her daughter in the middle of what we called a ham party. Um, (laughs) That's right. (laughs) uh, Yeah. So I I always loved seeing that, too, because, again, it's how music connects each other. And it's so cool to see how that same song affects and has a completely different story, obviously, for other people. uh, And, you know, uh, memory behind it. Mm.
3: Like, my turn? Yeah. My, uh, my, third, uh, my third and final song story in this week's episode of Three Song Stories <laughs> is <laughs> What a Wonderful World by Sam Cooke. It oh. was um, uh, Dr. Oh. Wilson Bradshaw, yes. uh, FGCU president from 2007 to 2017, friend of mine, friend of the show, awesome guy. Um, he had his uh, second song was this song, It's a Wonderful World. He said it brought him back to when he was in ninth grade. He, lit, he grew up over on the other coast of Florida. It was his first year going to an integrated school. Um, He was one of very few African-American students. He said it was super stressful, that he really struggled, um, and he actually failed the one class um, that actually turned out to sort of be (laughs) what he got his PhD in later in life, but, but we'll let him pick it up here.
7: And it resulted in me not passing my biology course, and that required me to go to summer school to take the biology course and pass it if I wanted to go on to 10th grade, so I did go to summer school, and I pass the course. But uh, Sam Cooke had a song out around that time, and it was called Wonderful World. Well, the first line in Wonderful World is, don't know much about history, don't know much biology. Well, my loving brothers and sisters took that up (laughs) as an anthem for the summer. And literally every day I would hear some version of that song from... One or more of myself. What,
0: wonderful world,
3: what I love about that is, is that, you know, as he teed up that story, I thought it was going to be something that um, made him reflect on the struggles that he was going through because <laughs> <Yes>. of <laughs> the because of integration and stuff. And, on, and in, on some level, he, he did but instead in classic Dr. Bradshaw style he pivoted to his, his siblings making fun of him Yeah, and, they'd sing it too and even he said throughout life that song has been <laughs> one that they'll sing at him sometimes so it just cracks me up and and I just loved having him on the show. It was a yeah. great episode too. Oh, I mean there's
4: so many great moments there and every single episode has yeah. amazing moments, you he know.
3: D- he drove all the way down yes. to be on the show. He drove so down, so down nice from St. Augustine yeah. to be on our show. Mm-hmm.
2: <sighs> all right. Um so two quick ones and uh, we'll call it a day guys. Um first we did uh, quite a few new things in this two year period that we hadn't done before um, Teen Edition was new um, like d type things were new um, we had um, Rock Talk a self contained one episode one minute long podcast <laughs>
3: Yes, with Hot Dog Steering Wheel. That's the creator, there. Meg Favreau. Meg, do you like collect rocks when you're out walking around and then tumble <laughs> yes. them?
8: Uh, yes, Like yeah, when you absolutely. go on vacation,
3: do you bring back rocks and that yep. becomes like emblematic of your trip? Oh, yes. Yes, we,
8: yes this exact yeah. thing. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I've got a fish tank that's filled with rocks I tumbled.
8: Oh, wow. Wait, so is that is that the fish tank? Because I follow you on Instagram. Is that the fish tank your actual fish are in?
3: Uh, or is it uh, a different are, thing? Well, there are a bunch of tumbled rocks in that tank. Yes. <laughs>
8: <laughs> uh that's awesome. I are are there are there good rock hounding areas in Florida?
3: Um. Yeah. You know where I find most of my interesting ones are actually like in the planters out in front of Publix. You know, <laughs> like ser- like seriously. Like if you keep your eyes out, you can find some cool rocks. But you know, I went to like, Kansas City and I was walking around with my my nephews and we picked up rocks at the zoo and then I mailed them to them. So anyway, oh, go Rock fantastic. Tumbler. Oh, I
2: needed my Friday to go.
8: Yeah. Real. I'm real into Team Rock Tumbler here. Um. Yeah. This is this is so good. Thank you so much.
3: Yes. No, Meg and I. They were definitely the most had to go over the last two years now that I think that Yes, matter. I think so. And if you're out there, just go to Google, t- type in hot dog steering wheel, all four do yourself words. Do a favor. Find it on Vimeo. It's a great short film. Two and a half minutes. It'll catch you off it. guard. It's worth it, yeah. If
4: you're rock nerds like Mike and I, and you also <laughs> have a rock tumbler like Mike and I do, uh, you know. Send us your rock tumbling pics to our Instagram hashtag Three Song Stories with uh, your rock tumbling. Slide boys. into our DMs. <laughs> <Tumble up. laughs>
2: three uh, rock stories. Three rock stories. <laughs> yeah, rock talk. The uh, rock yeah. talk. Um, the rock
4: tumbling. That
2: is a real episode you can download it, by the way. It's Sixty podcast. seconds long. Um, <laughs> so rock um, tumbling. We also did. Um, um, we did our we did our musician showcases, mm-hmm. uh, which I really enjoyed. Now that was for a real reason. If you want a little behind the scenes, uh, we we were. Really behind the eight ball on getting some episodes out, and we knew we had this. because we had a hurricane. There was something we called We did have a hurricane in, in in fall. It took up our time. Yeah, wow. we it was, and it was hard to get guests to come in to record. <laughs> um, so, well, uh, we had this great pile of music from um, music musical guests who come in, and um, we always offered to let them play their way out. And so we decided to kind of showcase some of those. So I don't have the numbers handy, but, um, you know, if you look through our episodes, you should be looking through them anyway, you'll see um, the musician showcases. And we really like, really like those because it's basically, it's it's music end to end with just us hopping in to say what you heard and what you're about to hear. So give those a shot. Um, I, I, I'm going to keep doing those um, as we get sets of seven and eight. I think, I think we do we're before.
3: kicking off year six with a musician peek into the future.
2: That's true. Yeah. Um, and then uh, one last thing for me um, on that front was um, we used Zencaster a lot to do remote episodes, um, which was really neat. It's just on an uh, online chat platform. You could say Zoom or Skype or whatever. But we did more remote episodes than we normally do. Um, we usually try to get people in here, hell or high water. And instead, um, we were, you know, again, hurricane. <laughs> um, we were much more open to just booking people where they could be, when they could be there, um, and we really enjoyed them. Um, Jeremy Hobson's episode mm-hmm. fairly recently was like that. Um, Tritonal. He, Tritonal was like that. Yeah, two people Dr. in different Ebony places. Dr. Ebony Green. Yeah, um, right from New York, right? So yeah.
4: It's allowed us to talk to different people in different places, but have have the sound quality uh, not be sacrificed.
2: Yeah, um, I, I've really enjoyed doing that. So I'm looking forward to you know the
4: next remote guests that we have. Um, Possibly someone from Bulgaria
2: very likely very likely yeah. she's oh, into it may yeah, or may not booked. happen
4: no we're booked well, yeah. i was just trying to tease she's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just <laughs> just an emotional just kind of April
2: um, so so yeah that's something that we've been doing for the last you know year that in the last two years we hadn't before before then so um is there anything that you guys want to try experimental that you've been kind of thinking about or that we've already talked about that i'm just not remembering or looking forward to
3: tom hanks yeah, I want to try having him <laughs> on the show.
4: I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> ever since that interview, and
3: <laughs> ever since he talk talked Thorn to Jesse Thorne about Thorn. how much he hates people who don't use their blinkers.
2: Yep, and we had Robin Young said that she's friends with uh, you know Kevin Bacon and Terry Pierce. Gross. Terry Gross. And Terry Gross. <laughs> well, I just meant you know he he's in a band. He might play his way out. You know, showcase his music. I'm sure he could use that. You know.
1: Kevin was in the latest um, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special.
2: Oh, Kevin! See, like yeah.
1: just how Kevin. cavalier that was.
2: Yeah, oh, Kevin. Yeah. So you know, so he's on the promotional trail, Jared. Right there we go. He's gonna he's gonna push stuff.
4: Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to different guests, different music, <laughs> different music, different stories. Um, I would love it if we could go on the road a little bit more. Yep. Um, that's always been something I love doing with you guys. Yeah, uh, and and seeing some people. Maybe we'll do. Uh, Something locally in a like, on location, live at kind of a situation, or yeah,
2: we're bringing the live shows
4: back. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's the thing. What I'm looking forward yeah. to whenever and we'll get that cocktail cook uh, cookbook yep. out for you guys. Yep. You Spoiler
2: know, alert: we might also guys, shoot gals. it. We might also do a video of our next live. Event. I'm gonna wear a yeah. bucket on my head. Well, that's the thing. There's already an
3: audience. Wear <laughs> a so. bucket
2: head.
4: <laughs> oh jeez. End it on something so ridiculous like that. Um, but yeah, thank you all for listening. Thank you for sharing your song stories with us as hilarious, emotional, heartbreaking, soul crushing, but also happy and uh, unifying. I mean, the stories have been what insert descriptive word here, right?
2: Uh, Any of those, any word you insert will work. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, uh, Mike, Tara, Jared. Thanks for. I have one on. final oh, thought. Oh, my final thought, Mike Canary. Um, um
3: Last Mike. weekend, wait, wait, don't tell me they started doing their 25th anniversary shows, and I remember a thing that Peter Sagel said a few weeks ago. He said, "You know, we've we're coming up on our 25th anniversary. That means we've brought you like yay, 18 years of great radio." <laughs> and 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 what he meant by that is is we know this just through talking to Doug Berman and just other stuff that that show really struggled to get off the ground. It was such a weird fit for NPR, mm-hmm. and now it's just such an institution. And I just love the fact that we hit the ground running we have the same tone as episode one mm-hmm. as we do in episode 260 <laughs> and we're on the radio now which might seem like a weird fit but you know give us another give us know, another whatever the 20 difference. years yeah, yeah. and uh, i just feel so proud that we get to do what we do and i'm happy to have this team with me
2: yeah
4: me too thanks guys
3: love yeah. you guys
2: For the last five years, we've been making three-song stories at the studios of WGCU on the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. Mike Canary is co-creator and host. Richard Chinqui is co-creator, producer, and host. Tara Calligan is our online content producer and host. Audio production is by Jared the Intern Gonzalez. And our executive producer is Chris Duffis. Our theme song was created by Dave, Dave, Dave Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. We wanted to remind you that you can go to WGCU.org to hear a shorter version of the episode with longer versions of the music. Go check it out at WGCU.org. We want to thank all of our listeners, from those of you who have been with us from the very beginning, to people who just started listening last week. Thanks for listening so far, and of course, as always, keep listening.